That's Too Much Man, a podcast essay. What does it say about Sarah Lynn? I'd like to give a trigger warning for drugs, suicidal ideation, and major character death in this episode. So watch out for yourself, your mental health, your physical health, just all of that. Watch out if any of that triggers you. So let's get started. That's Too Much Man, the penultimate episode of season three of the Netflix original show Bojack Horseman, is easily the most emotional episode in the series. We can see the message that it gives about Bojack, that he's selfish, narcissistic, and gets so absorbed in his own trauma and issues that he can't see the issues of those around him. He takes Sarah Lynn on a bender and, in the meantime, revisits everyone he's ever hurt and tries to make amends with them. Except he doesn't actually care about making amends, he cares about easing his own guilt. He expresses his own fears and his own problems while brushing off everything Sarah Lynn is saying about her addiction, family problems, childhood trauma, and other issues, even in her last moments in the planetarium at the end of the episode. We know all this about Bojack. We know what the episode tells us about him, but what does the episode tell us about Sarah Lynn? The episode starts with a zoom in on a portrait of Sarah Lynn lying in a river in a cartoon rendition of the famous painting Ophelia. This alone foreshadows a good bit of information about how Sarah Lynn subconsciously views herself, or at least how she views the way that her life is going to pan out. The story of Ophelia is one from Shakespeare's famous play Hamlet. The 19th century painting Ophelia by Sir John Everett Millais depicts the scene in Ophelia's story in which she meets her end. She falls into a river and drowns. In the painting, we can see the weight of the river water in her dress weighing her down. We can see the way that she is laying in what looks like a peaceful manner with her arms splayed out to the sides. We can see the shocked and yet somehow content look on her face. And we can see the flowers that adorn her body in her final moments and in her death. Now this begs the question, how does Sarah Lynn lying in a river in this rendition of Ophelia depict the way that she views the way that her life is going to go? Well, before I go into the matter, let it be said that Sarah Lynn honestly and truly might just have had herself painted into a rendition of a painting that she liked. Maybe there is no foreshadowing or self-reflection in the act of having the painting created and then hanging it above her bed where she sleeps every night. But from what Bo- from but from what viewers of Bojack Horseman know about the show, little details such as these tend to have significance. It is rare that the show writers do something just to do it. So let's dive deeper. First and foremost, Sarah Lynn is an addict. Whether it's heroin, coke, pills, alcohol, LSD, marijuana, it doesn't matter. Her drug of choice is whatever drug she can get, as we see later when she states that her, quote, entire house is drugs, end quote. The depiction of the water soaking into her dress, weighing her down in the river, is a perfect metaphor for a death that comes along due to addiction. The weight of the addiction is enough to drag you under, even if you don't realize it at first. The drowsy feeling that Sarah Lynn experiences throughout the episode is similar to water weighing her down that is just waiting to get heavy enough and seep into her clothes enough to pull her down forever. Even though we see that she is exactly nine months clean at the start of this episode, once Bojack invites her on his bender, she immediately is eager to relapse. We see from this that the weight of the water never truly let her go, it just became less heavy. Manageable for a while. But once she falls back into her vices, it gets heavier and heavier until it eventually drowns her. She might not know that her life is going to end due to drugs, but as an addict who has been an addict for a long time, she must know the feeling of trying not to drown. She must know that the river is always there, just waiting for her. Next on the subject of the painting, we need to jump into the shocked yet content look that is on Ophelia slash Sarah Lynn's face in the painting. Sarah Lynn is someone who has shown time and time again that she either thinks she is invincible or flat out doesn't care if she dies. Her drug-fueled bad decision and dark past contribute to a character that, while being sweet, genuine, and one of my personal favorite characters in the entire series, is rather reckless with her own life and well-being. She might very well be shocked by the path that her addiction takes her down, but she is also shown by her actions that she is likely to be content with whatever the outcome is. Sometimes being suicidal doesn't mean holding a gun to your head or jumping in front of a car. Sometimes it just means that you stop caring. 
Lastly, as far as the Sarah Lynn Ophelia rendition goes, we need to discuss the beauty of the flowers adorning Sarah Lynn slash Ophelia's body as she lies in the river, drifting away into nothingness for the rest of time. Sarah Lynn doesn't seem to realize just how badly her addiction affects her and those around her. At some points, especially in this episode, she even seems to romanticize it. If we're drawing on the Ophelia drowning addiction metaphor, we can conclude that the flowers surrounding her show that if Sarah Lynn lost herself to addiction, she might not care. She might even think it beautiful or fitting in a way. Now, enough about the painting. At the beginning of the episode, Sarah Lynn jumps out of bed with a smile on her face, dancing around her pretty pink room, and opens her curtains to say hello to the sun, the trees, the morning itself, and the bees and ants outside her window. She looks genuinely happy. Then the paparazzi pop out of a tree and start to take pictures of her in her nightgown without her consent. She yells and turns around to angrily shut the curtains behind her. She reminds herself that she is pretty, thin, and has nice skin. With this, she shuts her eyes, says okay, and is back in a good mood. The scene alone, in its one to two minute span, says a lot about Sarah Lynn. She is somebody who has grown up in the spotlight with no room to breathe ever since she was a little kid, with no real choice in the matter. Even on a day where she wakes up happy and content with the world, the press finds a way to mess it up, even temporarily. But she uses a grounding exercise where she tells herself things she views to be good about herself in order to get the irritation that the press's constant, incessant attention causes her to feel. This shows us that she has clearly gone to therapy, or at least taught herself some coping skills. This shows us that, to at least an extent, she has been trying to heal. After she's talked herself down, she regains her joyful mood and goes downstairs to make herself a smoothie. She dances over to her calendar that has an inspiring message written to herself on it and crosses off the day. She is nine months sober as of today. She remarks to herself, sober, so good. It is clearly something that she's proud of, something that she's happy with. Now for the first turning point. Yes, a turning point. I know we're only one and a half minutes in. Bojack calls her up and asks her if she wants to party, an extremely selfish act on his part, but we're focusing on Sarah Lynn here. Brief note, screw Bojack in this episode. Screw him. Sarah Lynn immediately says yes, exclaiming, thank God, and tears down her sober calendar. Behind her sober calendar is a shelf full of vodka, symbolizing that behind her sobriety has been her urge to fall back into her addiction all along. She immediately starts chugging vodka, and just like that, her nine months sober has come to an end. Once Bojack comes over, Sarah Lynn makes them a smoothie with whiskey and acai berries, which is a commentary on how even though she is relapsing, she still cares about being healthy. This can be taken as a statement on how she wants to live a healthy lifestyle, but based on what she said to ground herself earlier in the episode about how she's so skinny, I see it more as a commentary on the toxic weight loss culture that she has found herself shrouded in as a celebrity that has grown up in the spotlight, someone who's obsessed with being skinny, even if she's allowing herself to regress back to a low point in her life. She asks Bojack how he's doing, then uses the blunder as he answers, even after he audibly says that he has never felt so alone in his life. We see in this action a flaw in Sarah Lynn that she has arguably inherited from Bojack being a significant father figure in her life, which is that she tends not to listen to her friends when they talk about real issues. After she makes their whiskey smoothies, Bojack remarks that nobody was there for him after it turned out that he didn't get the nomination that he had been so desperately hoping for, and Sarah Lynn agrees with him that, quote, I'm with you, man. Everything sucks, end quote. Then she adds, quote, especially sobriety. Why would I make my body a temple? I've been to temple. Temple is super boring, end quote. As someone who's been nine months clean up until a few moments ago, it says a lot about her view on addiction that Sarah Lynn still views sobriety as boring, as something not worth striving for, even though she knows that it would be good for her, stating that her body is a temple. Bojack responds to this by suggesting that they, quote, gone epic bender, end quote. 
Once again, screw Bojack in this episode for advocating for Sarah Lynn throwing away her sobriety, but that isn't the point here. The point here is that Sarah Lynn instantly agrees, saying that they should get incredibly high together. It's at this moment that Sarah Lynn admits that her entire house is full of drugs. The yogurt-covered raisins in a dish? Yeah, those are Vicodin-covered Vicodin. The painting above her fireplace? Coated in LSD. Her decorative vase? Full of crystal meth. When a man comes to deliver a giant order of beer, she states, quote, to nine months of sobriety, end quote, as she cracks open a cold one. And just like that, all her hard work staying sober has ended. The color scheme of the house physically shifts as soon as she cracks open her beer and starts her bender, shifting from bright, sunny tones to a cold and dismal gray with stains all over the couch and walls. This is a subtle remark on how the end of her sobriety is already bringing her down. Sarah Lynn and Bojack spend a good amount of time discussing and watching old horsing around tapes, reliving the good old days, or at least the days that they look back on as being good. This is when Bojack's first blackout happens, signaling the dark turn that the episode is about to take. After another blackout, we see Sarah Lynn lying on her countertop with her eyes closed, clearly in a state of euphoria. This is a different type of euphoria than she was feeling at the beginning of the episode, however. That one was induced by sunlight, a good mood, and the kind workers outside her window. This one was induced by chemicals coursing throughout her body. It's clear which type of euphoria she prefers, though. The chemical-induced kind. As Bojack and Sarah Lynn watch old horse and around reruns, Sarah Lynn remarks that, quote, it's amazing that it's legal for kids to be child actors. How is that not child labor? I didn't know what I was signing up for. I was three, end quote. Here we have a blatant, clear look into the way that Sarah Lynn views her long legacy in the spotlight that she never asked for. She's bitter that she was brought into acting at such a young age and even questions how it's legal for kids to be brought into such a job. Bojack replies that the conversation is making him depressed and that he wants to do something fun instead of having this conversation. Sarah Lynn suggests that they go to the planetarium in Hollywood, get high in the parking lot, then go in and look at all of the galaxies, planets, and stars. Sarah Lynn still holds onto her childish wonder and thirst for knowledge and sights to see, even though she's 30 now. She still is amazed by something like the planetarium and really wants to go there with her good friend. She brings up going to the planetarium several more times throughout the episode, it clearly being somewhere that she really loves to go. Sarah Lynn then brings Bojack to her 12-step program, which she goes, in, which she goes to in order to get her chip to mark nine months of being sober. Bojack tells her that she shouldn't get her chip, as they've been wasted for 31 hours straight, but she says that that's no reason for her to not get her chip. With this, we see another insight into how Sarah Lynn views sobriety. She views it as an act to put on to keep her managers and mother and the press happy, even if it means lying about it. She states that it's a lot more fun to be buzzed at a 12-step program, even though that's quite obviously literally the opposite of what a 12-step program is supposed to do slash be. Bojack gets up on stage and starts telling the story of what he did to Penny, and Sarah Lynn tries to pull him off stage, stating that maybe they should go. It isn't clear here if she cares more about their reputations or more about protecting her friend from sharing some seriously damning information. Either way, Bojack doesn't listen to her. As he tells the story, Sarah Lynn stares at him with a concerned, off-put look on her face. Despite this, she continues to hang out with him throughout the rest of their bender, showing that while she knows that Bojack is a bad person, she still cares about their relationship and friendship enough to forgive and deal with his bad behaviors, something that Diane, Todd, and Princess Carolyn all show that they can't do in the last seasons. Sarah Lynn, despite her flaws, is a good and loyal friend. She doesn't get enough credit for that, in my opinion. In the next scene, Sarah Lynn is texting as Bojack is drunk driving and hits a mailbox. She's on her phone a lot throughout this episode, which I believe to be a commentary on how she cares a lot about her social status and keeping up with the people that claim to be her friends, although ultimately she still ends up feeling alone and as if no one cares about her. Sarah Lynn tells Bojack that she used to feel guilty all the time about everything she'd ever done and all the people she'd ever hurt before she joined the 12 Steps program, but that they taught her how to make amends. She says that in order to make amends, quote, you just say you're sorry for the things you did and then you get a clean slate, end quote. 
Bojack asks what happens if you dirty up the slate again, and she states that you simply make amends again. She says that it's a never-ending cycle where you always end up feeling good about yourself. Clearly, this is a problematic way to go through life. Sarah Lynn truly believes that as long as she says sorry, she's off the hook for everything that she's ever done. This is a sad way to live life, as she'll never truly learn from her mistakes living this way. The past is just something to apologize for and get over to her, not something to learn and grow from. Bojack runs over a child's playhouse, and Sarah Lynn screams out the window that the father who built it should have used parallel joints to support the foundation of the playhouse. This is the first instance we see of Sarah Lynn wanting to be an architect, a theme that will come up again later in the episode. Bojack wants to make amends with Diane, so, naturally, he and Sarah Lynn break into her house. Sarah Lynn gets tired of waiting for Diane and Mr. Peanut Butter to get home so that Bojack can make amends with them, and so she decides to dress up as Diane so Bojack can apologize to her, the fake Diane. Sarah Lynn and Bojack run out of the house once the real Diane and Mr. Peanut Butter get home, and Bojack breaks Diane's wrist on the way out. This is yet another example of both Bojack's and Sarah Lynn's complete disregard for the feelings of others for the feelings of other people around them. While Bojack is at Anna Spanakapita's house trying to make amends with her, Sarah Lynn sits on the agent's couch and sets fire to her ottoman she plays with matches. Bojack blacks out, then they go back to Anna's house so that he can rehear the story that she was trying to tell him. Sarah Lynn graffitis a vulgar phrase on a painting in Anna's house. Sarah Lynn then steals said painting and puts it in the back of their car. All of this goes to show Sarah Lynn's alignment. Chaotic. I'm leaning towards good, but it's safe to say neutral as well, considering all the vandalism. Then Sarah Lynn shows Bojack a piece of paper on which she wrote down on a story that she was telling, but instead it's just full of her own thoughts. This shows how Sarah Lynn really gets into her own head, especially about her looks, as she writes that, quote, I wonder if it's time to get my boobs done again, end quote, as Honest Ottoman burns and Bojack is blacking out over and over and over again. In the next scene, Sarah Lynn is drinking vodka out of one of those hats with the straws on it. They're in Ohio, but Sarah Lynn states once again that she wants to go to the planetarium. When they get to Penny's college so that Bojack can make amends with her, which is, by the way, a terrible idea, just to state off the bat, Sarah Lynn asks Bojack if he thinks it's too late for her to go to college. She always wanted to be an architect. This is the second time that Sarah Lynn has shared her desire to be an architect. We can see that she wants to be so much more than what she is, a burned out child star with a drug addiction who feels all alone and has an ultimately bitter view of life. She wants to go to college, become an architect, and achieve her dreams. And if Bojack hadn't taken her on this hell of a bender, that might have been a real possibility for her. When they see Penny in her school library, Sarah Lynn suggests that maybe she's using the computer to speak to an old horse in an online chat room because that's the only way to feel real love again, or maybe even using the computer to look up ways to end her life. We see here a glimpse into Sarah Lynn's we're all doomed mentality, where she constantly jumps to the worst possible conclusions even though they are usually unlikely outcomes. As Bojack and Sarah Lynn hide in the bush outside a party that Penny is at, Sarah Lynn states that Bojack was, quote, a father figure that was sexually inappropriate to me and I turned out perfect, end quote. There are hints in other episodes of Sarah Lynn's stepfather having been sexually inappropriate with her as well, leaving her with no real father figure that she could look up to and spend time with. As we'll see later in the episode, her relationship with her mother isn't great either. Every parental figure that Sarah Lynn has had in her life has let her down in more ways than one, including Bojack. This likely contributed to Sarah Lynn's feelings of being alone and without anybody to be there for her, which in, which in turn likely contributed to her extreme performed sexuality throughout her music career in her teens and 20s, as well as to her addiction and overall hardened view on life. Bojack runs into Penny, and Penny begins to spiral into an episode due to her trauma with him. Then people spot him and Sarah Lynn and begin to get starstruck and take selfies with them, and Sarah Lynn tells Bojack that they need to get out of the situation now. 
This is a situation just like the one at the 12-step meeting, where it's hard to tell whether Sarah Lynn is trying to save their reputations or save Bojack from further damaging Penny. Either way, Sarah Lynn is doing the right thing, even through the booze and drug-addled haze in her brain. Sarah Lynn is a character who usually tries to do the right thing, even if she doesn't end up doing so. She tries to be good. She really does. Even though she just has so much trauma and so many problems built up inside of her that being good proves to be a difficult thing to do at times. While looking in Bojack's glove compartment to find a bottle opener for her beer, Sarah Lynn finds a packet of heroin, the strain of heroin that happens to be named after Bojack. She remarks that having a drug named after you is a huge deal, an even bigger deal than winning an Oscar. She says that they have to do the heroin that's named after him, and Bojack is hesitant, but in a short amount of time, she convinces him to snort it with her. After snorting the heroin, Bojack fades into a flashback in which his producer asks him to get Sarah Lynn to star on his show with him, being that she's currently the biggest pop star in the world. Bojack is hesitant, but his producer convinces him to ask Sarah Lynn to be on the show by saying that it's the show's only hope, and also that he's sure Sarah Lynn will do it because Bojack is like a father to her. Here we once again see Bojack abusing his role as a father figure to Sarah Lynn, not sexually or drug-fueled this time, but rather in the sense that he uses his role to get something from her, this time being a spot on his TV show. There's another blackout, and Bojack asks Sarah Lynn how long they've known each other. Sarah Lynn replies that they've known each other for pretty much her entire life, which lends to the fact of how screwed up it is that Bojack has been inappropriate with her sexually, has encouraged her drug and alcohol use, and has used for her for his own popularity and show ratings. Sarah Lynn grew up looking up to Bojack, and he's only really ever let her down. She deserved better than this. She deserved someone to look up to, someone that was there for her when she really needed it, and she never really got that. Sarah Lynn and Bojack go on to talk about how they're the only ones that truly understand each other because nobody else knows what they went through while starring on Horsing Around. They hold hands while Bojack talks about how people all want something from him, but, quote, you and me, we don't want anything from each other, end quote. The scene flips to Bojack and Sarah Lynn on a booze-stained mattress surrounded by empty bottles of alcohol, where Bojack confesses that he feels a deep love for Sarah Lynn. There is a foreshadowing at the end of the episode where Sarah Lynn's eyes drift closed and she looks to be dead. Bojack freaks out, but she ends up being okay, all but saying she isn't okay because she's incredibly bored with her time in the hotel room. After she sees that she's won an Oscar for Best Song, she states that now that she's won an Oscar, she still feels like she doesn't like anything about herself. Quote, None of this is me. These boobs aren't me. This house isn't me. The only reason I wear this shirt is because some company paid me $8,000 to wear it, and I don't even need the money. I just liked that somebody still wanted me to wear their shirt. End quote. This is an incredibly telling moment where we see that Sarah Lynn views herself as a complete burnout, as somebody who is out of her youth and out of her prime, as somebody who's lucky to even have somebody want her to wear their shirt still. We get a look into how Sarah Lynn views herself, and it's neither a pretty or positive view. Sarah Lynn then breaks down, despite Bojack reassuring her that everything is okay. Quote, what am I supposed to do? I don't know what to do. Am I doomed? Are you doomed? Are we all doomed? End quote. While some of this anxiety is clearly coming from the amount of substances currently inside her, Sarah Lynn is also just full of anxieties in general. She has an impending sense of doom. A feeling like at any moment anything could go totally wrong, and the thing is, she's right. Everything does go totally wrong. She obviously couldn't have known that, so it's clear that her current agitations and worries are all in her head, but they're still real, even if they're in her head. They still affect her, and it's clear in this scene that they affect her heavily. It's also clear how intense her trip is getting, seeing as how all of her worst anxieties are all popping out at the same time. The amount of drugs and alcohol in her system is only increasing by each passing moment, and it isn't doing her any favors, mentally or physically. Bojack finally decides to take her to the planetarium, a place she's been begging to go throughout the entirety of their bender in order to make her feel better. This is the last scene of the episode, and 
subsequently, the last moments of Sarah Lynn's life. Sarah Lynn remarks on how cool the planetarium is, not as Bojack thinks because of the galaxies that can be seen inside it, but rather because of the architecture, because of its dome shape. She states the domes are really cool, and it's clear how she admires the architecture of the building in general. Sarah Lynn yawns, leans over onto Bojack, and says, quote, I want to be an architect, end quote. These are her last words as she fades away into nothingness, much like Ophelia in Melisa's painting. I want to be an architect. This is her dream, has been her dream for a long time, as we've gleaned throughout the duration of her and Bojack's bender. She likes the notoriety and the fact that people like her, but she doesn't want to be in the limelight any longer. Not really. She wants to design buildings like the planetarium. Buildings with domes, buildings with galaxies inside, buildings with strong beams to support them. Her last words are her stating her dream aloud. Surrounded by stars, but the only person who understands her, despite all of his flaws, she fades away, her dream the only thing on her mind. Death isn't poetic, but her death was as poetic as death can get. The flowers surrounded her in the river, if you will. Bojack goes on a tangent about how small they are compared to the universe and how comforting that is in the grand scheme of things. He looks to Sarah Lynn, but she doesn't reply. She never replies. And so is the life and death of Sarah Lynn. So it goes.